Welcome to Weaver's Beyond the Numbers Real Estate Podcast. I'm Rob Nowak, real estate industry tax partner with Weaver, and I'm joined as always by my partner and collaborator, Howard Altshuler. Howard serves as Weaver's partner in charge of real estate services. This podcast is intended for informational and entertainment purposes. Nothing said here constitutes professional advice. If you have a question, call your accountant. More importantly, call Weaver. You can also always go to weaver.com to find all of our content, white papers, live casts, and more. That's weaver.com. Howard, it's a new face in the room today. What's going on? Well, Rob, the other day I went, checked my mail, and got my property tax assessment letter in there. And uh, I must admit, I was a little surprised. It wasn't quite as dramatic of an increase as I was expecting, um, especially after talking to a lot of people who were getting larger increases in their assessment. So it is property tax protest time, at least here in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And so in the spirit of that, we've brought on Jason Armstrong. Uh, Jason leads our property tax services group here at Weaver and wanted to talk to him about what people should know about property tax uh, valuations, protests, et cetera, from a commercial real estate perspective. So don't invite me on. Oh, absolutely. Jason, Mm -hmm. I I, I agree with Howard. This is a a topic that's near and dear to us because it's one of those areas where I think we as a firm can provide additional value, you know, beyond just what people traditionally think of as, you know, Fed tax or salt tax. So um, help us understand what what is meant by the assessment um, abatement and appeal process. Yeah, so it is an important process, um, and I think it's important to be reviewing assessments each year um, to make sure that you're you're keeping the assessors in check. You know, the assessors are going to hold your values, or they're going to increase them uh, every year as they're able to. And so, it's really important to make sure you're reviewing um, every single year uh, to make sure that you're in line with the market. Jason, obviously, this year has been a crazy year with COVID and valuations kind of all across the board. Uh, so. In general, you know, what are we seeing from a commercial standpoint? Because, you know, obviously residential things are crazy here, but, you know, wanting to focus on commercial, what are we generally seeing in terms of assessments? Are they up, flat, down? Um, And what kind of opportunities are there because of still a fair amount of uncertainty in the market? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, So what we've seen, we've received most of the the real estate assessments for Texas, at least um, at this time. And what we're seeing is um, either values are staying flat and we're we're also seeing a lot of increases. And I was pretty interested to to see what the assessors were going to do just because of what happened in 2020. I was interested in kind of how they were going to handle that. And it's from the assessor's perspective, it's just like nothing's changed. Uh, It's it's just another year um, seeing a lot of increases. Nothing too crazy either, though. Um, as far as like the opportunities, um, I think it will be really important for people to uh, to review those assessments. You know, these assessors for commercial real estate, uh, they're typically assessed using an income approach. Um, and so mm-hmm. they're using market data as they should. Uh, so they're going to be using market rent rates. They're going to be using a market cap rate. Um, and they're going to be using an estimate for vacancy and collections and your expenses. Um, and so one of the things that I would recommend uh, people to do is making sure they're getting those assessment work papers from the assessor, seeing what the parameters are, what the numbers that they're using, and then bounce that up against their actual numbers. Uh, Whatever your property is, what are the the rent rates that you're you're charging? What are your expenses? Um, And then what were your vacancy and collections? Are those numbers accurate? Um, Is there anything uh, that the assessor is using that you could uh, contest? Uh, Maybe the the assessor is using a rent rate that's higher than what you 
or you have for your property. Uh, that would be an area that I would work with the assessor on to make sure that they adjust. Um, I think the vacancy and collections one is, a, uh, is an interesting one to contest this year. Um, if you had a, a lot of um, vacancies because of the shutdown, you're gonna wanna make sure that that's considered um, and, and see if you can work with the assessor on, on that number specifically. And all those have the effect of lowering your value. Um, so if you, you lower your, your rent rate, obviously your net operating income is gonna be lowered. Uh, if you, you hire your vacancy and collections, that's gonna bring down your, your net operating income, which will have an effect on your value as well. So, this, sorry, Rob, this is one okay. case where you really want a lower value then. Yes, for sure, absolutely. <laughs> lower value, lower taxes. Got it. Hey, you, you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to paint the worst picture you possibly can effectively. And, right. and maybe that's just the most accurate picture. And in terms of the life cycle of an appeal, what are we typically talking about in, in terms of timing from you know, the time you receive your assessment and realize, okay, I need to take some corrective action here to the time that that appeal is granted and there's you know, some sort of a correction? What are we typically looking at? Yeah, now's the time. Um, so assessments are typically received, and I'm speaking about Texas specifically here, sure, um, sure. in April. April, uh, April and May is typically when you see real estate assessments come out. Mm -hmm. um, and that deadline is typically May 17th. So Texas statute says May 17th or 30 days from the day that uh, the, the notice is mailed. Um, mm -hmm. Typically, these assessors are pretty good about getting those real estate assessments out within that 30-day period. So it's typically that May 15th. This year was May 17th. Um, but uh, as far as the life cycle, once you appeal, so let's say you appealed on May 17th, uh, you're, we're starting to get hearing notices already. So uh, it's usually a probably three-week turnaround uh, between the time that you appeal and, and when you can expect to get a, a, a hearing notice. And how does that compare with other states? Is Texas pretty efficient or is that pretty normal wherever you go? Texas is very efficient. Texas is good for property tax. They, they have a pretty good system down. A lot of the data is online that you can grab yourself without having to call the assessor. Uh, yeah, so uh, Texas is about as good as it gets for property tax. As somebody who spent most of their life living outside of Texas, Howard, I can tell you that is incredibly efficient. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh, when we think of some of our clients and friends that, that do live outside the state and you know we're looking at like Oklahoma or Louisiana, even as far as California, um, are there any words of advice that we can offer to those folks as they're looking at, at property tax assessments outside of, you know, the Texas geography? Uh, that would actually depend. Uh, every state's different. Um, I'll say this. Uh, Texas is probably one of the later as far as real estate goes. Uh, mm -hmm. I know Oklahoma's uh, pretty much done and gone already for this year. Um, uh, you know, California, California's later on in the year. Uh, that's a big state for, for real estate. Um, you know, that, that's a that's a touchy one. They they have a lot of different nuances uh, for real estate, mm -hmm. but their appeal seasons later on in the year. Um, but yeah, that would really depend on, on the state. I'd say if somebody out there outside of Texas has an issue with their real estate assessment, uh, give us a call. We'd be happy to look into it and see kind of what options they have. Jason, you made the comment about you know people need to check this, people need to check that. Um, you know, it sounds like to some extent you can go at this alone, but what's the advantage of having a consultant to help you with the process? Yeah, that's, that's an excellent question. Um, you know, having a real estate professional or somebody that does property taxes, one, they'll know the process uh, with the appraisal districts and, and when to appeal, uh, kind of what that process looks like. Uh, they'll also know the pain points, the, the issues to attack with uh, certain assessors. Um, and then they'll have access to market data, uh, data that they can pull uh, to, to check the assessor's numbers and to make sure uh, that they're appropriate and that they're 
correct. Um, where I mentioned before, you can use actuals. The assessors do accept a lot of your actual numbers. And so I would, I would highly recommend uh, you know, proposing those numbers uh, when you're putting your valuation together. But as a piece of that, um, you do want to check their market data and make sure it's, it's in line with what the market is. And so, you know, a professional would have that information available. Uh, that makes sense because every time I go to do it myself with the house, um, I have what I thought are comps and then they always, you know, find other comps <laughs> that right, support right. them a lot better than, than they support me. So right. uh, I, I totally sure. get that. And sometimes, you know, some of that, that information is, is public knowledge and you can find mm-hmm. it yourself, but you know, some are a little bit more difficult to find, like when you know, market cap rate, you know, what are the cap rates here? You, yeah. you kind of have to have a, a cap rate study to, to have a better understanding of that. Uh, rent rates, that would be something a little bit difficult to find uh, yourself. So uh, real estate professionals would, would have that uh, on hand. We're just about out of time. Um, we definitely want to thank Jason for being our guest. Um, as always, uh, for all of our guests, uh, everybody who appears on podcast gets an official real estate podcast Weaver sticker. Jason, we're going to get you one of those. Um, oh, and a reminder to all of our viewers and listeners, visit weaver.com to download this episode and also find us on, find us on Spotify and iTunes. Help the show grow. Please like and follow us on LinkedIn. And for more thought leadership podcasts and more, go to weaver.com. That's weaver.com.